you're listening to Asia Never Manacy on Reasoning with Prejudice, where we debate, discuss, and overthink topics that are sometimes meaningful, sometimes lighthearted, but always interesting. And you don't even have to give us a penny for our thoughts. So today's topic is Can Pigs Fly? This expression is usually used to denote something that is impossible. For example, if people ask, Will Niv will stop becoming awesome? And people will respond with, Can pigs fly? (laughs) Thanks for laughing, Asia, even though it was a pity laugh. (laughs) But, um, so let's ignore the meaning of the phrase and take the phrase literally for a moment. So let's play a game. Uh, So, Asia, we're going to need your help. Um, You're going to have to go on to random and pick a person for four and pick a person for against and pick a judge out of the three of us. And they're going to argue if picks can actually fly. Okay, so four is Niv. Against is Manasi. You should have the easiest one. Is she doing it on purpose? No, I'm not. I promise. Okay, okay. (laughs) So can pigs fly? Okay. Um, so Asia, you can set a timer for like 10 minutes because it's going to go on for 10 minutes and then you pick a winner at the end. Which side actually won the con- like argument, okay? Oh no, I have nothing. Okay, fine. Okay. No, I have nothing either. We just we just go off each other. Come on, Madison, we can do this. We do this all the time. Okay, so you got 10 minutes, present your arguments and go. Can pigs fly? I, I think they can because you never really... Uh, close a door before um, knowing what is inside, like, without evidence, that is. Yeah, but we have evidence because flying is basically moving through air with wings, and pigs have been scientifically proven not to do that. Do feathers have wings? Do paper have wings? That's not flying, though. That's floating in air because of the light weight, which, by the way, pigs are, like, heavily weighted yeah but that's your opinion flying just counts that moving in air for me at least a word can be interpreted in different ways but it has a definition and the definition is moving through air with wings even if you take uh, the wings thing apart and you're saying that okay just moving through air is flying then i don't think Pigs can do that apart from jumping, and I don't even know if pigs jump because they're extremely lazy. Wings can be literally anything, even by your definition. What if I say some of the fur that some pigs have, uh, they can be counted as wings, or even their ears could act as wing. And also, you're talking about the aerodynamics, about the weight of the pig and how it might not be able to fly. But what if pigs are actually really shy and they don't fly when they... Um, think there's someone watching them. Someone's always watching them, though. So you're saying some pigs fly and some don't. How do you know that? Maybe some pigs don't fly in their whole life because they're really shy. You don't know. In science, it's a never-ending field. We're constantly evolving, constantly uh, finding new stuff. Like, people thought the Earth was flat, but now we know that it's not. No one has seen your brain. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Also, you can't use the argument that pigs are heavy. Huh? Yeah, airplanes have wings, and the whole way an airplane is structured is like a bird. Which... Consider- considering the uh, aerodynamics of a bee, this is actually a fact. The bee, the bee is actually not supposed to fly, but it does. 
there are always okay. exceptions to science yeah. and it's mighty arrogant to think that you know everything can you explain the bee thing so this is the first opening line of the bee movie i was wondering where i heard this um it says according to all known laws of aviation there is no way that a bee should be able to fly its wings are too small to get its fat little body off the ground the bee of course flies anyways because bees don't care what human think is impossible oh i love that actually that's a great example but it's like circumstance like evidence that you're connecting to pigs so are you saying that pigs fly or pigs are able to fly because there's a difference between both well it's open they probably could i don't know anything is possible just because okay. it's doesn't go against this book that you called science doesn't mean that it won't be possible there's only finite pages in the science book and there's infinite things that that happens in each of our bodies it's highly unlikely though like okay i actually agree with nev so i don't know what to do here (laughs) (laughs) but it's like Thing is, when you use that, when you use that knowledge, every single question in this universe can be answered with that logic, saying that oh, it might be possible because I interpret this phenomenon this way because this can be possible. But you have no concrete evidence, and neither do I, which I understand. But the favors, like the the points, are tilted in the uh, way that pigs can't fly, because all of your evidence is okay. circumstantial. It's it's like it could so, happen. No one's seen it, but it could happen because anything can happen. That's not mm-hmm. a like a concrete argument. W- what is your point against me? I My point is happen, that, and you're saying, "Oh yeah," but then you can use that argument to argue against anything. But yeah, you can use that evidence to argue against anything. People first, you know, even when you take COVID nineteen, people said, "Oh yeah, masks are useless." Science teachers in our schools did that. And then later, it was proved that masks are actually useful. So because you, you can't really, I mean, you can't say that pigs won't fly just because science told you so. I'm saying give me some sort of concrete evidence because vague arguments aren't going to get anyone anywhere. It's like people who believe in flat okay, you know, earth. the people who in ancient times when they were like, oh, yeah, women are not equal to men. And then when someone says, women are equal to men, and then they're like, how do you know? Give me concrete proof. How can you give concrete proof when you never let women perform equally to men? Pigs can fly. I'm not, like, clipping their so-called wings. Yeah, but they don't want to fly in front of you. Why? What am I doing to them? It doesn't matter. (laughs) People are shy. You can't ask, what am I doing to them? You might be the nicest person ever, Manasseh. But it's the pig's feelings. Don't hurt the feelings. It's up to the pig if if it wants to fly in front of you or not. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me when I was a kid. I'd be really... um, I'd be good at maths, okay? I'm I'm not one of... I I enjoyed maths. I was good at maths. But when my mom was trying to teach me, I could never function in front of her. My mom is nice. But then... I, I, I I just don't function in front of her. The thing mm. is, see, anything is possible. Maybe ants will take over the world or, I don't know, human beings will evolve into, I don't know, zombies or whatever. Anything is possible. But if it's not happening right now, which, by the way, it isn't, then 
all your argument is based on is a couple of hypotheses. And that doesn't sound convincing. Have you seen your brain? I've seen MRI scans. Have you? And I know the evidence that it works. Have you, because... Do you know those are your MRI scans? Did you see Okay, now you just taken? sound like a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm, I'm just asking. Well, do you want proof? I'm asking you, have you seen your brain? I know that it exists because I've seen the results of my brain. Yeah, but how do you know those results are caused by your brain? Find okay, out Niv, why don't you just talk about pigs? Because I feel like you have no evidence to actual pigs, and all you're doing is discrediting other yeah, proven but theories. I'm just telling you. But there, what about there pigs? Are, there are what a about lot pigs? of things why can pigs that fly? we don't have evidence for. That's my point. I know, but how do pigs fly? How do pigs fly? Tell how me. How do pigs fly? I'm just saying there's a possibility. I'm not saying definitely fly. No, but your the entire your position is based on arguing that pigs can fly. It's yeah. four. There's no middle ground here. Okay, Asia's I'm telling you. Okay, size. that was the example with the bees. With all yeah, but that's laws bees. of physics, a bee is not supposed to fly, but it flies. Again. So why not a pig? Just because um, you haven't seen a pig fly doesn't mean that they don't exist. I'm fine with that, but again, you're going off to bees, then you're going off to my brain, then you're going off to flat earths. Stick to pigs, because I feel like you have no concrete evidence about pigs. Yeah, but or do you have any concrete evidence against pigs? Human Even if there's a small the possibility though. that the patient survives, the doctors keep fighting for the patient. Again, with a different analogy. Yeah, because analogy help you understand. They might is, is different. Okay. Time's oh, up. That's the timer. Okay, Asia, you've concluded. <laughs> that was kind of enjoyable. It was frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, because you know that, like, you know, like, all the evidence, like, we don't have any evidence towards it, but then Niv is, like, so frustratingly stubborn. You just can't <laughs> argue against but her. But there's no, you gave me no evidence, Niv, so I'm not convinced. Yeah, but neither did you. It's, like, it's okay. fine saying that, oh, it's possible, but how is it possible? Is there yeah, anything you're closing that the you door. have? I'm saying it's fine if it's possible. I give the benefit of the doubt. Because that's your job. That's what the random number okay. assigned you. I have to convince Asia. Okay, so um, in conclusion, well, I, I kept a score, right, of the points that I liked or that convinced me. So overall, um, Manus got three points. I didn't get a chance to points, see, okay, fine. And... <laughs> Objection. This is not fair ruling. <laughs> Objection overruled. No, yeah. that's the judge's job. You're going to be sanctioned, <laughs> by the way, now. Okay, so my closing statement, as Marcy put it, would be that I'm open to the possibility that pigs might fly. I give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't close anything without knowing the full story. Uh, I know I'm using a lot of analogies, Manasi, but because this is such an abstract concept, it helps us put things into perspective. So, for example, if I'm a doctor, I'm not going to kill off a patient when there's even the tiniest chance that it can live. But what Manasi is saying, it's like, oh, science so far has proved that um, this person won't live, so I'm going to kill them off. There's no use fighting for them. That's not acceptable. You always give the benefit of the doubt. And as true scientists, as um, uh, we have to always keep our minds open to the possibilities of different things. We are always constantly 
disproved and science is not the solution for anything. People think so much inside the box that they forget the existence of the box at all. Mic drop. Manasi's just like, how am I supposed to respond to that? <laughs> it's a closing statement. Okay, <laughs> I think that, you know, saying that things are always possible is a really great thing to do. Because as you said, it's not closing any doors. But if we do that for every single thing in this world, like if I look at a pen, does that pen have feelings? Is plastic, does plastic have cells? Like all these questions in my mind, we're going to go crazy. So even though it's great to open yourself up to possibilities that pigs can fly or pigs can, you know, breathe underwater or whatever it is, when I look at pigs right now, I'm going to go with what I know. And that's not restricting them from doing anything that they want. It's just me making sense of the world. So right now for me, pigs can't fly. But that doesn't diminish the possibility that they might be able to in the future, you know, getting over their shyness or whatever that's stopping them from flying. That's what I think. In a universe filled with so many mysteries and scientists are second guessing every single thing that they're discovering. I think it's too much for the human brain to handle. Like, you can question things, to, but to what extent? And also, saying that pigs don't fly doesn't mean that you're restricting them from flying or that you're killing off the feminism in the pigs or whatever that it is. It just means that there isn't any evidence to make a statement as powerful as pigs are flying, but that can evolve. That's open to whatever new developments pigs have the confidence to make. That is my ending statement. Okay, now I'll, I'll put this like to everyone. Let's try to come up with reasons why pigs might actually fly. Well, you know, um, in Ice Age and the squirrel, the girl mm. squirrel has like these flaps of skin <laughs> that are like at her sides yeah. and they... Um, make her fly yeah what if pigs have that and they're just like tucked into their fat rolls and they get like yeah and that they, they can be used for them to fly yeah yeah see medicine they have been um also dissected so why so they can't be invisible the flaps can't be invisible right excess amounts of studies even if they're hidden they have to be something they have to be somewhere what if they're like tucked inside wherever they're like, tucked if you okay but when you open up a pig even if it is tucked you're going to see some sort of pattern of whether it is muscle or fat or whatever that kind of shape well not really because sometimes there are parts of our bodies that actually have no use for example tailbone it has no use mm-hmm. but they're still there and i'm sure you, like no one knows the anatomy of a pig that deeply enough to know the answer to everything whatever you take you take the human body you take the body of a bee you take the body of an ant no one knows the function of every single part you're overestimating what science is capable of i agree that i agree that with the internal parts i completely agree but even if wings are hidden to whatever extent they might be there is going to be some sort of external factor to it. Like, unless you're saying that the wings are inside the pig and they're using some sort of air circulation method from the, you know, from the mouth to the butthole and then they're flying from the inside, then I guess it's possible. 
But if it's on the outside, nah, even <laughs> mouth to the butthole. We don't we don't understand a lot of things. Okay, don't use that cuz I Yeah, I mean that's that's that. the only thing that I can tell. Maybe like if you cut a pig a certain way, they might sprout wings maybe. For example, like you know how lizards What do you mean sprout? As in, you know how lizards grow the like grow the tail if you can cut it off and even the liver regenerates itself. So maybe like, it's possible what... that Pigs yeah. do that too in a different way, but no one has cut the pig in that way. These animals aren't dependent on human beings. Like, why would someone need to cut them a certain way? Is there a survival instinct or? I mean, honestly, break the rule. Now you're talking for. <laughs> we are talking for. We're coming up with possibilities. You're telling oh, yeah. no to all the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Should I give my possibility? Pigs are quite lazy, as we know. They are intelligent. But, you know, normal pig behavior mm-hmm. is basically rolling around in the mud. You're a pig, Manasi. <laughs> and they huddle together to keep warm and they're sensitive to climate. So they don't like, they're not adventurous as other animals are. Mm-hmm. So what if in a time, you know, later on in the future, that pigs are dying out because of this behavioral traits that they have of not being active enough basically the pink pigs the lazy ones if they're put in a position where they have to survive on instinct and they aren't domestic animals anymore then they might sprout wings to fly away from danger or adapt to the situation yeah like that's actually possible for example like that can be survival instinct you know how there have been stories where the mother comes with the maternal instinct and lifts a car of the baby's body i don't know maybe pigs can do that to survive yeah Uh, if if it's a human or an animal if you put them under certain pressure and if you show them enough fear i think they're capable about for almost anything against their um personality traits or defined personality traits fight or flight in this case literally fly flight (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it is there any other ways pigs could fly just evolution like if there comes a point where um where pigs need to fly like at the moment maybe they don't need to but in the future there might be a time where they actually like need to fly to survive like to get food or run away or whatever so yeah they could evolve with wings it reminds me of um percy jackson which is a fantasy novel by rick riordan i used to read it as a kid so they say that mortal beings, like humans, like you, me, and Manasi, useless people, we <laughs> can't see um, certain things that demigods can because of the mist. It's almost like muggles can't see certain magic that wizards do. According to that concept, maybe we're just not privy and some of the things, uh, most of the things in the world are just concealed by the trick of the light. We only know what sound is because we have ears. We only know what sight is because we have eyes. Maybe we need a, um, I don't know, another sense to see some other things. Yeah. We would literally not know what sound is if we didn't have ears. Mm. And I love um a phrase in in Percy Jackson where it's like, mm. mortals believe they can believe anything except the truth. Like they. They make up things that are like so <laughs> crazy, but they just don't want to believe the truth yeah. because it's even crazier. 
to think that there might be so many more elements to this to our beautiful world that we just can't sense it's just mm. it just makes us think how small we are in this whole matrix anything else so basically they're tails right they're like a cute little um well cute so little cute. swell what if it like could get really hard when the blood the blood rushes to it like kind of like an erection right but when it rushes to it it can like propel so it's like a propeller and it can so like, it goes like, up like, backwards the pig will be screaming in the front <laughs> it'll be like a helicopter oh my god yeah. it's so cute like a helicopter oh <laughs> i can actually thingy. imagine that yeah they go whizzing off from their tail in a doraemon's hat yeah 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 that yeah like that i think mm. we're thinking about it too literally because we can fly when we go on an airplane so why can't pigs fly when they go on an airplane yeah but they're not really flying well they technically are they're in air and they're moving and they're in this instrument which has wings pigs yeah. aren't allowed on everyone planes. watches yeah everyone watches titanic when rose spreads her arms and she's like oh it's like flying but no one can actually believe that pigs can fly no she actually says i'm flying jack i've watched that film so many times yeah me too it's just been a while there could okay there could be an inside fan okay you never know. What when Asia said it, you were all like against it. Now you're like, <laughs> there could be like a ventilation system. They could have bigger pores that we know, and you know air. Oh, that's actually a good possibility. Like maybe they have this huge fan inside their belly, which is why they're so heavy, right? But once you cut them open, because of the oxygen in the air or something, it changes them into um, flesh and heart and liver and stuff. Yeah, pigs are going to rule the world. <laughs> yeah, Manasi went from one extreme to the other. <laughs> in a matter of two seconds. That'd be so cute. Cute little piggies in suits and ties. And just trotting around. So, moving on to the next point. So, I believe in science, and I love it. But just how real is it? Scientific, um, I made this point earlier, but like I said, scientific theories and facts are constantly evolving. So what are some of the mysteries in the world that science can't explain? So I like the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, oh my god, I was, I was actually gonna, gonna say, say that. that. It's just a triangle in the middle of the ocean and no one can go through because no one has come out. So the Bermuda Triangle lies between the western part of the northern North Atlantic Ocean where a number of aircrafts and ships were said to have disappeared under mysterious ooh, circumstances. Yeah, you know, if um, when routing like flights um, navigation, none of the uh, pilots go through the Bermuda Triangle ever. Really? Or even ships for that matter. Yeah, they always go around it. An example of mm-hmm. the mysteries of the Bermuda Triangle. There was a ship discovered, um, so it was stranded on... This, in the sea, so in the water, days after it started it journey, its journey from New York, mm-hmm. uh, there were seven crew members, mm-hmm. and it was loaded with raw alcohol in vessels. But after days, 
When another ship was passing by, they found that there was no crew and all the alcohol from the barrels was missing, but barrels were still there and there was no trace of anyone of struggle. Uh, the cargo was empty and there was a sword on deck. Is there anything in the vessel? Alcohol. So there's nothing in the vessel when it was found, but it was supposed to have like alcohol. So maybe the crew just got really drunk and jumped off the ship. Because who would do that? And plus, okay, the crew members were um, a captain, his wife, and their two-year-old daughter and their, like, servants and stuff. So I don't think all of them would have drunk the alcohol. So they went through the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. But how did the ship survive if they went through the Bermuda Triangle? That's the mystery. So the ship was, like, completely fine. Bear in mind, it was sailing without any operator, which... Yeah, you know, I always used to wish that um, I wanted to know a secret that no one else in the whole wide world or the universe knew. Like, I wanted to know what was actually wrong with the Bobby Duck Triangle, but like, I don't want to tell anyone because it's my secret. So you could know right now and not yeah. tell us. <laughs> Maybe. And also, um, the thing is, uh, there's always been rumours about crop circles. If you see like fields there are always um sometimes patterns on the fields which is so extensive that the farmer could not have done it but no one knows who's done it that when you have the aerial view there's a pattern formed because the crops have bent a certain way patterns that look like butterflies patterns that look like the sea like but it won't be there in the field next to it like butterflies yeah like okay just look at pictures right on your phone it's crop circles okay People say that it was caused by aliens and their spaceship. Science has no explanation for it. Are you sure it's not photoshopped? It's not, because this is actually a massive thing. There's so many uh, documents and theories about crop circles. And people won't actually believe it unless actually they've seen it. A lot of scientists now, like, research this. This has been going on for ages. And there's this um, sci-fi author called... Arthur C. something. Clark? I think Arthur C. Clark. I saw his quote on Pinterest, which said, um, either we're completely alone uh, alone in this world, or we're not. And both the possibilities are equally terrifying. And I actually believe in that so much. If you actually think that our world is the only planet with life, this small speck of a planet in this mighty, mighty universe and be the only living beings and we're totally alone. How does that feel? Changed my, like, it hurts my head to think about it. I love the guy who came up with this um, line. I've been meaning to read his books. I think it's so, like, it's such an intense thought that I'm not even, like, letting it reach the um, processing part of my brain. It's just... Yeah, I know, right? Like in it's the just... shallow end. <laughs> what would you prefer? Would you prefer being alone in this planet, or would you not? If this were a movie, I would prefer to have, you know, um, aliens. Or... Yeah, but this is not a movie. This is you and me, real life talking. I prefer to be alone. In the complete universe, you want our planet to be the only ones with life. Yeah, because it doesn't really affect me. Yeah. Because as you said, if we're lost, we. Us three or our families are one like we're not important people. When you think about the pe- like when it comes to the mind of who we should protect, we're like the general population. So 
even if we're lost, our own government isn't going to save us because they're going to save themselves. So it's like, what's the point of having companions? Because you're never going to get to know them. It's like, if there are um, other life forms out there, then two parties are either friendly or they're not friendly. So why risk it? Like yeah. When our lives are so chaotic as it is it's not like we're bored or anything they're probably not friendly mathematically um as asia just explained the probability of us being safe is greater when we're just alone in the universe but on the other hand if trouble does arise and i would say trouble is arising because of global warming and um ozone layer depleting and so many other problems in the world that we might need to seek out other people or other living beings for help if we want to start another settlement like in mars we need to believe that life can be possible outside of the earth there's only a finite amount of people that are going to be able to go to mars no that's that's you're talking about right now right now we'll be alive but in the future this will change i have a feeling in the future, in on our passports, along with country of origin, we might also have planet of origin. I wish I'm, I would be alive for that to happen, but we'll probably be dead. No, we will probably die, you know. <laughs> but so I have such high hopes for the future generation. I'd love for that to happen. And that's why I want to be a ghost, so I can like travel with them. Yeah, if you love for that to happen, then you have to believe that life is possible outside of Earth. Like, I don't want to be a glitch I don't want to be caused by fluke. You know what I mean? Because in the vast universe, I don't want Earth to be the only habitable planet because of fluke, because of chance. If you are caused by chance, though, then doesn't that show that we're so lucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah that is true. That is one way to look at it. You said that, like, we're so tiny. Like, we're insignificant on this planet if the entire universe was filled with beings like us we would even be more insignificant not filled with beings like us or more more there are the less importance we have as individuals maybe just imagine it's it's a good way to think about it like if we if we are the only surviving people because how many things could have gone wrong like how many things went right for you and I to be talking in this right now and for people to be listening to this. Everything that happened since the beginning of whatever this is, it has led you up to this moment. Mm. Or like Manasi would say from The Haunting of the Hill House, maybe moments are not in chronological order. Maybe they're like rain and confetti falling around us. I love that line. Yeah. Like what is time? What is speed? Yeah, we just yeah, we just if we start pulling at that thread. <laughs> um but can you imagine like two planets like you know in the mall how you have this um overhead tunnel? It's like a pathway to one end to the other. Hmm. What if we have that between two planets and when you step into it, the entire dynamics of speed and time change and you can just be whizzed past into another planet like in a second or something honestly it's possible like anything is possible we don't know anything yeah like they can change our um genetic dna or like our physical form to fit 
traveling. Like, anything can happen. Mm. It's crazy that we won't be alive. But then again, as you said, believe in life after death. Asia's like, my head's hurting, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) She was the first one who said, um, I remember we were talking about something so magnificent, like universe where it starts and where it ends and I just stop talking my head's hurting already (laughs) yeah it's like there's something satisfying knowing that everything is planned and you're just fitting in perfectly I guess if you keep thinking about it you can also say oh my god I'm so powerless yeah like I don't like to think of the world as a puzzle that fits in together I don't know if I've said this in the previous podcast, but yeah, there's this author who wrote this 2000 word story or, um, on, and, and he wrote, he or she wrote one word tattooed on each, um, uh, person's arm on 2000 people. It's like, if one person died, the story won't be complete. If you're not there, it won't be the same. We're creating the story as we go. Or maybe the story is already in place and we're just falling into place. Yeah, no, confetti, I don't like that. Honestly, confetti. I don't like that. I thought you liked that. The thing about confetti, okay, when I listen to that line about confetti and rain, to me, I interpret that as chaotic. Rain falls, some raindrops fall at different speeds than others, and it's all over the place. It's beautiful because anything can happen. And it's just it's not anything that happened it's saying that moments are not placed in chronological order in a time it's all ripped up and you're just experiencing all of it at once confetti it means all of it's determined you could experience you being two years old at the same time you're 90 years old no that's what confetti is stuff going on at the same time doesn't mean it's a pre-planned they're they're two different things it, it, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I don't mind everything happening all at but once. But the person you are at 90 years old can only be possible if you went through the 22 years old. I don't get it. So if it's like confetti, then both of them should, they should be linked. and They should be happening at the same time. Why do you think that all the confetti is going to fall down on the ground? Maybe the confetti will fly away. Maybe the confetti will get stuck on a tree and then f- fall down later. The point is thing about confetti and rain is that it's unpredictable and that's why it's unplanned see i get what you're saying but i think we're just interpreting the line in two different ways yeah and your way scares me so much (laughs) okay this is something right this is something cool uh there's something called the hum dinger i don't know if it's an actual term but this is what i've read online um so when everything is quiet, a low hum can be heard by a small proportion of people. But since I was young, I always wondered what that hum was. Apparently, only a small people like hear it. I googled it because it was really annoying me. So if I don't talk Wait, and no one no... talks, I hear a hum. Yeah, not yeah. everyone has that. No. Oh, no, no, I used to ask everyone, like, in my family, and they were like, are you crazy? And um, I've always heard the hum. It's like a hum or, like, a ringing sort of? Yes, a ringing yes. Hum. Yeah. It's like a ringing and a hum kind of mixed thing. 
if I'm really quiet and I listen to it. For me, it's like a- I think everyone has that. They just don't realize it. Yeah. Maybe when you say hum, they think of like the defined humming. No. Um, yeah, researchers try to do many research on this. Apparently, um, people in certain parts of the world can listen to it. So people in um, Bath. Oh, no. So people in Bristol, UK, people in New Mexico. These are the people who are more likely to hear it, which means the sounds are more... Um, clearer in those regions so scientists like tried doing research on this and no one could come up with any conclusive proof of why it's happening maybe it's genetic think about it right sounds are caused by vibrations hitting your eardrums and your eardrums vibrating that's how science like sounds are actually caused that's how you perceive sound yeah i know but if vibrations are hitting against your ear that means that the vibrations are in the room as well and the vibrations don't just disappear when they when they're produced they have to bounce everywhere that's why what the hum that you're hearing is basically leftover vibrations so leftover vibrations just last forever yeah that's why you hear the hum maybe as time goes on and on and on the hums think, will get more defined but I you'll think, never notice yeah. there's nothing i've heard about residue um vibration like manasi had it's an interesting theory though or maybe, maybe it's made up in your head because, you know, when, like, I've heard this theory that when you close your eyes, your brain um, tries to make up for the stuff that you can't see because... Yes, yeah. So maybe yeah, when possible. you hear nothing, your brain's just making it up because to make mm-hmm. it seem like you're hearing something. What do you see? Dreams, for example. When you close your eyes, sometimes I see colors... Sometimes, you know, I imagine things. That's the brain making up stories, making up narratives to fill up the fact that you don't have anything when you're sleeping. So when there's no sound, the brain's making a sound. Because what's the sound that you hear in your mind when, you know, when you imagine two people speaking? You still hear stuff. Um, I mean, I just said this so the cool explanation would be Maybe constantly aliens are trying to talk to selective people and we just can't understand their language. Have you um, seen the movie Arrival? No. That has like a very similar thing like aliens communicating. But that's with like weird splatter symbols. You should watch that movie. It's interesting. There's something called um, the wow signal, I think. I'm not too sure. Uh, Sometime long ago. Um scientists heard this frequency from space for 70 to seconds or something they they figured that that was from some aliens trying to communicate there was actually many many um debates and research on this but no one could decipher it it was just that in that period of time for 72 seconds called the warp signal what is a sound yeah it was like a beep 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 well it could have been like anyone from earth no, because it was from a satellite. Maybe the satellite was making sounds. Yeah, I don't think the scientists will be dumb enough to believe that. Like, wait, satellites operate on batteries? No, wait, what do the satellites operate on? In pictures, they look like they have solar-powered stuff on their wings. So I don't know. Yeah, so if the sun went a bit crazy, if there's some energy... Why did the sun go crazy? Why does the sun do anything? What? <laughs> Why is it a burning ball of fuel? Like, <laughs> Because of nuclear fusion. Oh, yep. 
That's GCC That's physics, guys. <laughs> in Washington, in 1994, instead of rain, jelly-like substances fell from the sky, apparently. And mm-hmm. dozens of people got flu-like sub- symptoms. And it was like, it was like gelatin rain. And the oh. scientists analyzed the substance, and it had two types of bacteria. One, which is found in the human digestive system, couldn't find a connection between the bacteria and the epidemic. Like, it's so weird. Maybe the gods fought, and one god disintegrated the other god, and their stomach, intestine stuff kind of spilled everywhere. We've been reading a lot of Percy Jackson recently. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> me too oh, no. maybe in that place a lot of people kind of burnt bodies and in the smoke the bacteria got carried up and they kind of messed with the way uh, water condenses and formed jelly can bacteria float in yeah they're wow. everywhere I don't know like we're, we're not, literally not qualified to give suggestions for this Okay, so coming back to the expression, can pigs fly? It's used to symbolize something, saying, are you a fool? Like, it's impossible, kind of saying that. So what are some of the things that you thought were impossible in your life, but it actually isn't, like reflecting upon your life? For example, um, there was one period in my life when I was really young. Um, I said, whatever I become, I'm never becoming a doctor. Really? Yeah, when I was really young. And then there was a time when I was like, I hate maths. I'm never going to get good at it. And then something happened and I just became good at it. And I just started loving maths. And something happened, I just started loving the study of medicine. Do you find that weird? Like how much you've changed? Yes. And I'm kind of embarrassed in a way because when I was... I have 12, 13, 14, that period. Um, I used to think that I knew myself fully. I was so sure of myself. And I'm just looking back and I'm like, you know nothing. <laughs> you literally know nothing. What are you on about? I guess it's made me more um, humble. So now I would never think I know everything about myself or... Yeah, so what are some of the things that you deemed impossible, but, you know, it happened anyway? I don't know. I I don't think I was ever one to believe in, like, extremes that have been proven true. And the stuff that I did find is still impossible. When I was um, learning to drive, I was... I was so bad at it in this time and I was I used to come home and I was I used to cry and say you know I don't even want to drive I'm never gonna learn this I'm gonna be a horrible driver I'm never gonna pass my driving test you don't believe it that was constantly one thing and I used to think you know if Niv if you learn to drive and you become like if you pass the test then you're just so independent you'll be awesome and then I did and then somehow I lost the novelty of it somewhere along the way the same thing about English. Um, so when I I moved to England when I was in year one, and I didn't speak English that well, and everyone in my class was speaking English, and I would be like, "What the hell are they saying? I can't speak it at all." 
And I would tell myself that, Niv, I'd be so proud of you if you just start talking English and if you just talk the language fluently, I'd be so proud of yourself. And somewhere along the way, I did start speaking English fluently and it didn't seem like a big deal. Right now I'm speaking and I'm like, oh, okay. And just just a few weeks ago, uh, or like a few months ago in year 12, I was like, it's my dream to get into medical school. I just want this. I'd be so proud of you if you do it. And now that I am, I'm like, okay, so what's next? You know, it's do you get it? You never appreciate the things when it comes to you. I just went on a massive rant. Ugh. No, it makes sense. It just shows that you're like really ambitious. You just keep aiming for more stuff. I always thought when I was young that it would be impossible for me to be anything other than an actress for some reason a dancer <laughs> an actress yeah you literally like, chose the hardest career and i even remember because um in back in pune when we used to like drive past this really famous um drama academy like my mom used to say like maybe one day you'll be enrolled there and i was so adamant on becoming an actress because it was just you know be someone else mm. in your job have the privilege of stepping into that role and it was just exciting and everyone knew that like but obviously everyone knew that was a phase but I thought it was impossible for me to be anything other than an actress but then here I am choosing a course that I will love more I never I never thought that I would get a dog like (laughs) for years me Mm. and my sister just badger our parents into getting any sort of pet but like we would always want a dog and we never like we there was one time where we came home and it was it had been my sister's birthday and we came home ran upstairs um well we didn't run upstairs we went upstairs and um she saw my mom got her this gift and it was a dog bed and we were like oh my god we're getting a dog and my mom was like no no I just got it as a joke and it was oh like my god. heartbroken oh. and yeah so that happened but ever since well, like from then and well all the time we just wanted a dog and then recently we got a dog well we got two dogs and it's just like I don't know I hope that happens to me <laughs> I literally need my brother with my mom and dad. I had dogs already. When I was young, um, I used to believe that my mom was my hero. I believed it was impossible she could do anything wrong. It was impossible she could be anything, I don't know, lower than perfect. And I loved that part because trusting someone that completely and and then I and then life happened and then I grew up and I started finding faults and I'm so disappointed when my mom does a mistake or when my mom like angers me because or treats me treats anyone unfairly or and does anything unfair and I'm like no you're not this person I had you on a pedestal like shut up and get up there you know I'm so angry that somewhere along the way that complete faith in someone that I had was lost. I think that happens to a lot of kids. Um, Swetha is still at the face where she thinks, you know, my mom is perfect. I don't know how she didn't grow up, but I don't know. It was like, no, like I had your pedestal, just get up there. 
Don't get down. That never happened to me, actually. Really? Yeah, like, I still remember having fights, like, intense fights with my mom when I was, like, five years old or, like, younger. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I had my fights, but I just believed that I was always wrong. My mom no, perfect. That was, like, complete opposite with me. Like, I would just be angry for hours and think that, like, why is this happening to me? Like, why is she acting like this? Now when I argue with my mom and she keeps talking and she doesn't accept her fault and she... Yeah, and then I'm like, you're not perfect. Why are you... Like, I'm considering and I've always considered the option of me being wrong. But you never consider of what if you're wrong. I always say that whenever I'm arguing with anyone... Just consider the possibility that you're wrong. It, if if that's true, you'll be hurting me. Like, do you get it? It's like, it's such a simple um, thing. It's, it's such a simple thing that you think you do it. Oh, yeah, I have considered what would happen if I'm wrong. But people actually don't do it in reality, do you know? I think I've been on both ends a lot of times. Because with my dad, he listens. But then he's so invested in his own ideas that he, like, forget to understand sometimes but then it's like when you when you know people you just both of both of you adapt to those traits and you know how to not completely handle each other's personality traits but it's like becomes easier with time yeah it's still frustrating but (laughs) again going back to the quote what does like impossible mean to you what does that mean Nothing. There's nothing impossible. That's debatable. Okay, the debate then. <laughs> oh, nothing. What's impossible? I guess you can always argue back and forth about this, but some things are just impossible. Like what? I want to talk to Amelia here hot right now. She went missing. Have you tried to talk to her? Yeah, I'm trying to talk to her right now. Hello? Amelia Earhart. Maybe she's in your mind. Maybe she's talking no, to you. No, but I don't want to talk in my mind. I want to physically talk to her. I want her to sit on my bed and I want her to have a conversation with me. Maybe she no, doesn't want don't, to. Don't go around this, Nancy. Don't say, oh, it might no, be it's possible like, in other ways. It's like me saying, I want right this second. Because when you put the word, when you put the phrase right this second, the whole dynamics of the game changes. So you do, you like do know me, that it's impossible for something to happen right this second. This dimension, right now, where I am sitting, I want to talk to Amelia Earhart. Oh my god. Now, now you're putting restrictions on it, like you're making it impossible. Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, then impossible is possible, right? You're, yeah. What if you are and you don't know it? That's just foolishness, is it? How? Okay, how, how <laughs> what about if you're sitting right, right there this second, in this dimension, I want to remember it, I want to experience it, I want to know it, conversation with Amelia Earhart is it possible whatever uh I don't know come back or rebuttal that you give me I'm gonna add that under the condition and say would that be possible because but then what you're doing right now is creating this completely different phenomenon or there there's probably not even a word to the situation that you're creating right now it's an impossible I'm I'm being impossible you're creating an unknown situation which is impossible ask something different don't ask something so difficult do you feel something is like very um impossible to accomplish yes then how do you go about it like what are the things and how do you go about doing it 
If you think it's impossible, why would you attempt to go about it? Oh, that's... I'm so glad you asked that question, Asia. Do you remember, <laughs> once upon a time, um, it's a TV series, Asia and I watch it every night at 10, and um, last episode, Anna was like, impossible battles, or the hopeless bottle battles, are the ones that you're actually supposed to fight. Because if you know the outcome, you're not actually going to fight for it. No, no, no. But impossible is different to improbable. Yeah, but the quote was impossible and it made sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You fight for the impossible things. You fight for you f- a, a cancer patient who said that they're going to die. They fight every day for survival. They fight for the impossible. They fight to live another day. No, but yeah. impossible means that you do know the... like. Okay, if it's too easy, then you'll know the outcome. If it's too hard, like, if it's impossible, then you also know the outcome. But if it's, like, if it's just really, really difficult, or it's, you know, like, it's 50-50, then you don't know the outcome, and then you fight. But if it's impossible, as in, you think it's impossible, but then you still think that the alternate version is just unacceptable, you go for the impossible version and say... I'll take my chances or like, I know this is impossible, but I'll still fight for it. Yeah, because what might be impossible for me might not be impossible for you because, yeah, you know, like, different things drive yeah. us. So it might be completely easy for you because you have that motivation to do that thing. But maybe I won't, even though the thing to be done is completely possible. So what are the types of things that you think are impossible for you? that you want to happen it might be impossible for me to 100% avoid carelessness to be fully fully careful to be focused all the time Mm. and I'm genuinely scared about that because I know for me I cannot afford that you won't be able to measure that though like from before what you said about your driving test you can measure that you've achieved it but like to achieve a hundred percent not carelessness that might be a good thing for me because the fear might actually help me accomplish it like till I'm retired you know um it reminds me of when we play Ludo and we play teams right Mm. and um one time well I think it was me who started off the (laughs) killing my own teammate and I did it accidentally and because of that I was like super focused for the rest of the game because I didn't want to make the same mistake again yeah (laughs) to get a hundred percent of anything is impossible right well that's not true I can get a hundred percent in maths (laughs) I was just about to say that oh god but how is it a hundred percent because it's just a test of a bigger, bigger subject. You can't... If you were tested about every yeah, single thing... Yeah, but you thing, just said you can't get 100% in anything, and I just gave you a situation where it's possible. I know it's a bit philosophical, but our whole life, it's kind of this battle against whatever we think is impossible, or just, just a battle in general, right? And in Percy Jackson, Annabeth, who's the child of Athena, the goddess of wisdom, and Percy, who's a... Like, son of Poseidon um uh, they would like battle against impossible battles together side by side maybe it, it just matters 
who is by your side to fight these battles? Who do you choose and who stay by your side? Oh, I love that. It's not what happens, it's who happens. Stay tuned for our next topic, dreams versus reality. In this topic, we debate whether they are mutually exclusive. We'll also be discussing the difference between illusion and life. Also, questions such as, after we sleep, where do we go? You have been listening to Reasoning with Prejudice with Manasi and Nev and Asia. <laughs> oh, and that's a wrap. Okay. <laughs>